it's winter. This used to be my favorite time of year before age 15 when horses became a constant in my life. I was riding a little before that, but that's when I kind of started doing this daily. And so my toes are still unthawing from this morning. You know, I imagine the past years of frozen turds and water pockets and taking a hammer out to break uh, ice in the troughs and just how much I used to love winter before all this and before I had to drive everywhere. Um, and now I love winter from a window, but every day that I'm outside, I just wish it would hurry along. But not to be dreary. It is beautiful. I'll appreciate it for what it is. But Midwest winters are rough. They're rough on everybody. They're especially rough on us in ag and in horses. Um, but they're also rough on the horses. And it's not to do with attempts. So winter myth number one. Horses get cold. Horses do get cold. Horses don't get cold like humans get cold. The old... The sick, the extremely young, those lacking a coat, those with an illness, and those that may have moved here from warmer clients get cold. Warmer climates, sorry. Your average horse that is healthy, of good age, and of good weight in Ohio, that, you know, is born in the Midwest, used to the Midwest, they're not cold. They're not cold. You know, it's true. There's a saying of a horse... You have, you have to tell the horse it's cold, it's shivering. It will shiver. It will. They'll shiver just like a dog. If they're shivering, please put a proper blanket on them. And I say proper because some are not waterproof. And you're better off leaving your horse naked than you are putting on a non-waterproof blanket in winter um, if they're outside. But anyhow, some horses need blankets. Some horses don't need blankets. I've got one horse right now who's almost 13 years old who will... He's got a blanket for the extreme temperatures. So, you know, when it dump, uh, <laughs> sorry, dips down below... Um, zero or has wind chills and the negatives and we have storms coming through and all that I'll, I will put it on him personally so I feel better but he doesn't need it he's happy as a clam he's still fat he doesn't lose weight easily in the winter like some do he holds his body fat gets a big old thick polar bear looking coat as cute as can be and he loves it and he'll even have icicles hanging off his whiskers and he just won't care um, then I've got another horse who is sensitive and has a muscle condition and starts trembling as soon as it hits 40 something and she will drop her weight and, um, body condition to drop her muscling. She just burn. she spends so much energy keeping herself warm. She, it's like almost like she's skinny overnight. So she gets a medium weight blanket, which is, I never used to believe in that. I used to have one sheet and it wasn't. There was no fill in it, which means it was just flat. It was just a sheet, just a waterproof sheet to keep off the wet, and that was it. And I would just use a sheet for my horse. But the longer I've been around horses, I found out you don't ever use the word never or always. There is always, well, except for that one statement, there is always exceptions to the rules. There are always exceptions to the rules. So I've got a weird horse that has a weird muscle condition who absolutely has to be blanketed. And she's only eight going on nine. She's still pretty young. But she always has to be blanketed. Anytime she's outside and it's below 45, I try to have her blanketed. Sometimes I'm not great about that. If it's really warm, I try to take it off to give her some time. But she does not do well. She's very lame. She's actually unsound. It affects her muscles so badly she will be lame the next day if she is out in a cold night without her blanket. So some horses do need them. Some horses don't need them. If your horse is in its 30s and hardly has any teeth and has a hard time eating enough, calories to provide his nutrition let it alone 
you know, enough calories to keep weight on him, to keep him fat, because it does take extra calories to stay warm in the winter. Um, if he's in his 30s and he's not eating and he's, uh, you know, a hotter breed and you can see his, that's the rule, if you can see their ribs, they need more food. <laughs> they need some kind, something, they need probiotics, they need some kind of diet or medical change. You should be able to feel the ribs but not see them. So for an older horse in that kind of ish, the condition, if you're putting out a lot of feed and you're just not seeing the progress, put a damn blanket on them and trust me, you will see a difference. Take the blanket off every couple of weeks at minimum to check their condition. But if you put a blanket on them, you won't have to put so much feed into them. However, the people that have a perfectly fine, perfectly healthy, you know, no special needs, no muscle condition, a horse that is stabled inside, um, with a nice thick winter coat, they don't even have it clipped for shows or anything like that, that have six different blankets for the changes of temperature throughout the day, that drives me nuts. That is about as unnatural as it gets. They don't need it. I understand having one or two different layers and having a slinky, the um, elastic thing that you pull over the whole horse to keep them clean for shows. I understand that at that level. But if you ride once a week or less and you have a horse because you like having a horse as a hobby and your horse is healthy, there's no reason to have six blankets. But if you want to spend the money, go ahead. That's my stance on it. Everyone do whatever they want for their own damn horse. Just know that it's not necessary to either have them blanketed or unblanketed in most circumstances. That's my whole like almost five minute rant on blankets. So the winter myth, the horses need blankets or the horses, you know, every horse is warm enough without them and it's more natural that they don't have them and yada, yada, yada. And their hair stands, you know, it actually is true. If you see a horse with snow across its back, if it looks like it's real poofy and it's got a layer of white all over it, if the horse otherwise looks healthy, if the horse has hay in front of it, the horse is not shivering, do not call the Humane Society because that means the, the fur is fluffed up and it's insulating the horse and it's holding the cold and the wet away from the horse's skin like it's supposed to. Now, if a horse is soaking wet and it's shivering or if it's standing in knee-deep mud, that's a little different. Modify the way you keep your horse based on your environment and how your horse reacts to it. Adaptability is the best, best thing you'll have when it comes to horse management, especially in the winter. So, myth number two, that you should feed corn to warm a horse up. So I'm going to pull up something right now because I hear this myth literally twice a year, every winter. Corn is something that I do not like to feed under any circumstances, if possible. Um, yeah, small amounts won't hurt. Small amounts are a, um, are a component of many feeds. They are high in protein. It is also the, one of the highest sugar containing ingredients in any feed. And many horses actually tend to be allergic to it, as weird as that sounds. So if you're wondering, horses get cold in winter. Some of them do. Um, but they do so much better than humans. They actually, their body temperature runs at 101 to 101.5, where, you know, we run at about 98, 98.6 or whatever, you know, the point, something around there. So they're already about three and a half, four degrees warmer than us, uh, many days. So, you know, you want fresh unfrozen water and all that. I was looking to see if I could find this word here. 
let's see. Yeah, cereal grains do not provide adequate heat. You can look up whatever you want, but corn and cereal grains do not cause the horse to become warmer. But hay, especially high quality hay, is the best. It, the fiber in it releases more heat than starch from grain. So that is from Purina Mills website, and they do a lot of research. That's not an endorsement. That's not me saying anything about their feed, but they do they do do a lot of research. Um, corn is also inflammatory. It's got way more omega-6s than anything else in it. There are just better oils and better fats you could choose from. I'm all for fats, but feeding corn, feeding wheat, feeding barley, and feeding high-octane, high-energy fuel grain meant for racehorses will typically aggravate your horse's stomach, and especially if you're keeping them in more due to weather, it will wind them up um, and make them more irritable. At one point, before I knew better, I was feeding sweet feed to a horse that was in her stall for 12 plus hours out of the day. And she was so anxious from it. She was so hot and bothered, but she wasn't. She was a very stoic horse. She didn't show on the outside, but she was so worked up. She actually, excuse me, she actually stressed the calories off of herself. So the more sweet feed that I fed her, the more hyped up she got, and the more worried and anxious, the more ulcery she got. So the less able she was to... Um, absorb the nutrients from her food due to the ulcers and the worse and worse her behavior got and the skinnier she got as well. So corn doesn't warm the horse up. Hay does. Hay, roughage, hay cubes, hay pellets, beet pulp, forage, fillers, fiber. Fiber is literally the best way to heat a horse up. Some oats maybe because the way they ferment in the hindgut but that's only if um, your horse doesn't have any metabolic conditions and you're not feeding too huge of amounts of the oats. And we can get into all of the uh, the properties of all these ingredients in another day. But the point is I do not like feeding corn for multiple reasons, but it is a myth that it, it will heat your horse up. It's just a cheap filler. Um, so no, horses don't own any blankets. Horses can't have blankets. They never died from either one as far as I have seen. Um, corn does not heat them up. Also, Myth number three, that because it's cold, horses need less water. Horses actually need more water. In the winter, especially if the horse isn't being worked, or even if they're being worked, because they aren't sweating as much, just like we aren't sweating as much, they might not be thirsty. They might not realize they're thirsty, but they probably just aren't. They might not drink because they're not thirsty, but their body still requires it. It requires it more because of the temperature and pressure changes and the changes in their diet and the fact that they aren't constantly grazing. It is even more important that things keep, that we keep their systems flowing so they don't get impaction colic, which can be very deadly if not caught in time. Um... So if you're not getting your horse to drink enough water, you're monitoring their buckets in their, you know, stall kept or whatever, and you notice they're not drinking very much or the drinking intake has slowed through the winter, add salt. You almost can never go wrong with adding salt. I mean, obviously talk to your vet, but horses are not like people. They're, if you read up on it, do all the reading you want, I'll do more podcasts on it and things like that, but you can't overdo the salt with horses like you can people. You almost cannot add too much. You do just want to make sure the water that you're giving them is plenty enough to satiate, satiate, sorry, satiate, you know the word I'm looking for, um, whatever amount of salt you add to their diet. So plain old table salt is fine. 
uh, depending on what's in your soil and your horse's levels already, it can be iodine, no iodine added, whatever. It doesn't have to be sea salt. Himalayan, the pink salt, I'll come, I'll tell you about that why, I'll tell you about why later, but it's, it's not something that you need to spend extra money on. As long as your horse has enough salt, that is more important than what kind. If it comes down to you spending $9 on a red salt block versus um, just buying plain old salt, just buy the plain salt versus them not having salt at all. Plain salt is better than nothing at all. I just pour good old, the girl with the umbrella, Morton, just pour that all over my horse's food and she's done better on it for multiple reasons. It also affects muscle function and all that. They they don't get hypertension and stuff like we do, things related to this, this salt. Just, they need more. Give it to them. Give them salt. Um, the salt electrolytes added to their water. Um, water that's optimal temperatures. There's been studies that show that drinkability or the amount that the horse drinks um, and horses are more thirsty when the water is, you know, at minimum like a comfortable room temperature, like 50 degrees or whatever it is to keep it from freezing. Um, they, they will drink more of it. So keep your, if you're safely able to do so, that's a big thing. If you're safely able to do so, make sure you keep your troughs and buckets uh, heated, have heaters in them. Just make sure they're, you know, rated for um, for use around an animal that they're for the barn or for the farm that they're safe in the outlet and all that stuff that there's you know proper fire hazard precautions but warm water will keep horses drinking I do not like places that put their horses out even for a few hours without water um, or any supervision especially if they have hay out in front of them if the horse has food has any access to food it has to have access to water you know unless your vet says otherwise you don't want that impaction colic. So in winter, they need just as much water as summer. They're not sweating as much, but they need to be having water moving through them. It is just as important that they drink. So those, those three myths right there, blanketing, corn, um, water, oh, that they need more feed in general. That depends on your horse. You want to make sure the nutritional needs are met. But as far as calories, if you're doing less in winter, you may have to reduce your horse's calories to less. If you're doing more in winter, you're going to have to maybe, you're going to have to definitely bump up their calories because now not only are they working more and getting ready for, you know, next season, but they're also using the calories to keep themselves warm. Um, yeah, so blanketing, you know, we touched on um, corn, touched on the water. Yeah, snow is not enough moisture to maintain a horse. I've heard that from people before. They go, oh, well, there's, there's snow out there. <laughs> Some old cowboy, oh, the Texas horses, they're out in the range. They just eat the snow. No, they don't. I've never heard of a farm doing that. They would get in so much trouble. I've been around. I'm sure they're somewhere doing that, but it's stupid. Even farms way, way out have big, huge troughs, you know, every few miles or acres or whatever, and horse kind of meander around but they know where the water is don't rely on snow to give your horse enough moisture uh for their stomachs and digest that's ridiculous but that's that's a whole other thing i can get into i know people that have done that um oh this is not a winter myth this is a myth in general that your horse has to have a mineral block again salt 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 is important make sure your minerals are balanced yes but if your horse is black or dark bay and has more red tones to its uh, mane and tail and coat in general than you would like, if it looks bleached out, even in winter, 
Um, if your horse has brittle bone, brittle feet, sorry, brittle hooves, if your horse has really cracked hooves, um, if your horse has, there's all kinds of issues that your horse can have that can be related to uh, over iron consumption. And my horse is still getting more iron than I would like her to because I can't take it out of the soil, I can't take it out of the grass, I can't take it out of her hay, and it is impossible to have low iron content or low iron, like you can't seek out low iron hay in the Midwest. I don't even know if that's a thing, but there's so much iron in our water and in our soil in most of Ohio and in a lot of the Midwest that you have to watch adding supplements to your horse's diet that are high in iron, like blood builders and like red cell. Too much iron actually blocks absorption of copper um, and some other minerals that I can't remember at the moment, which can make your horse, again, more ulcery, hot, more crampy, hard to control, like I said, weak and brittle hooves, and also the dull coat. Uh, high iron and low copper is a big um, cause for a dull and bleached out coat, whereas uh, copper in high iron areas, you can add higher copper to kind of balance it out and change absorption rates. But make sure your diet is balanced either with your vet or a program like FeedXL.com or go to a very well-qualified, well-educated um coach, trainer, horse professional, equine specialist, what have you. But yes, that's a big myth in general. You don't have to have just a trace mineral block. Get salt. More than anything else, get salt. If you're going to have a mineral block, make sure it's adapted to what you need. If you're going to have uh, extra selenium in your horse's diet, make sure you're not overfeeding a supplement because selenium toxicity for new horse owners, that can kill a horse. So be careful about how much selenium is in your area, in the soil, you know, and the feed and the grain and the hay and where you're getting all that. Um, so those are the myths. Those are like the top, was it one, two, three? What did we do? <laughs> we did um, the water, the corn, blanketing, and I don't know. There's four myths. Four myths about horse feeding. Hopefully that'll help you out. Horse winter management, I mean. Um mostly about diet because the blanket was related to diet you got to watch you know how much energy these guys especially the old ones were putting out to try to stay warm um more feed doesn't always equal better feed if you're having a whole lot of poop um but you're not giving them a whole lot of feed your horse doesn't look all that great it's probably not utilizing and breaking down and absorbing what it's being fed just like people we have changes in our system and our chemistry and our body and all that you may have to adjust feed as it goes on. You may have to ramp up the hay, you may have to ramp up like pellets. Pellets are not a long stem uh, fiber. Hay pellets are not a long stem fiber source though, so please make sure you're feeding a long stem fiber source so that your horse doesn't get impacted, so your horse has a good gut movement, good system flow. Um, but hay cubes are okay, bee pulp is okay, extra hay is okay. If you can feed senior feed to a horse that doesn't have metabolic issues, because usually, for whatever reason, senior feed is high in sugars and starches, I'm assuming, you know, for the extra calories, and I get that, but it's kind of a cheap way to go about it. But yeah, you can always feed a senior feed um, to a horse that, you know, isn't that sensitive to that stuff. It's higher in fiber. It's kind of a hay stretcher. We can do a podcast on hay stretchers, and we can help you get through a low hay season again. Um, for your horses that keep weight easily, 
keep the hay coming, go to a ration balancer for winter when they're not working, maybe take them off the grain, take them off all the extra calories until they come back into work. If you're going to keep training through winter, then make sure you keep your horse on a good feed. Even if they're not getting that turnout, they're going to need the nutrition, the vitamins, the minerals, and the fuel, the calories to get through their workout. So you've got to balance your horse to where its needs are seasonally. Don't forget vitamin E is very lacking right now because there's no green grass. So add it with oil, add it with supplements, but hardworking horses need that extra vitamin E, especially if they have muscle disorders, Lyme, EPM, um, EMND. They need like four times the amount of EMND, just crazy stuff. Just keep on that. Um, add the extra salt. Don't be afraid to keep your water heated. Um, you know, be paranoid about their water intake. That's fine. Don't be short on the hay. That's the best thing you can do to warm them up. If that's not enough, throw the blanket on. Uh, make sure it's waterproof. Um, feel free to ask any more questions. I want to do more of these and address more questions for the average horse owner that maybe they're afraid to ask in public or they just don't have the time to go to seminar, seminar, clinic to clinic, watch YouTube video after YouTube video. I've been doing that my whole life. This is my passion. Um, and I'm always willing to cite sources and explain why I think the way that I do. I truly believe if you have an opinion about something, or especially in the horse world, if you have a method or a way of going about something and you can't explain why, you probably shouldn't be doing it. So I've kind of, I'm always learning, I'm always growing, but I've got a philosophy and a reason why. And I've seen enough horses to kind of build a thought about certain things. Like, you know, I said no to corn. Um, no, especially in a corn oil, um, I'm all about the extra fiber, a little bit higher protein in winter, lower calories if your horse isn't doing as much, higher fat, higher fat in winter is always a good, good go-to. Uh, coats the stomach, um, actually is better for calories than grain, won't hype your horse up, make sure their coat condition stays good, um, make sure their hooves stay, hooves need good fats oils and protein so don't short on nutrition in the winter um constant water and i think i think that is it don't over overload your horse with more food than you're able to work off if they're not getting turned out this season it's a shame i really believe most horses need turnout but i understand in certain setups and in certain fields why they can't for safety reasons. If your horse is stuck in more than you think they should be, um, they're not getting to move around and build that bone density and they're not burning off all the calories, make sure the nutrition stays high, make sure the vitamins and minerals are there. You, you know, it takes months to rebuild a body on a cellular level. You don't wanna get back to the season as soon as it's warm and have your athlete tired and sick. So keep the nutrition high, but reduce the calories. You know, maybe add vitamins, mineral supplement, maybe add a couple pumps of oil for fat, maybe reduce the normal grain. Maybe add a hay net to keep them busy. Um, kind of dress all that another day. But so those are, there's four big winter management myths in there. Well, I so appreciate you giving up your time a day to listen to the first ever episode of All Things Equine. Um, yeah, other words, all things horse. Hopefully you learned something. I'm hoping to do more of these. We'll have some free goodies in the future. I'm um, hopefully some guests. So like, share, review, follow, uh, find me on Facebook. Right now the page is Surefire Horsemanship on Facebook. I'm not sure if that will be changing or not in the future. 
am right now. You can also find me on Instagram, sf underscore horsemanship. Thanks again.